transform is pro and so we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon everyone, this is The Business Zone with my very favorite co-host Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> and Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic. And Crystal, how are you today? I am good. It's been a busy morning, busy week. Uh, glad it's Friday. Oh, yeah. And uh, how about yourself? Oh, man, I've, my plate is so full, it's unbelievable. You know, you get one of those little 12-inch plates, right? And you got to put all kinds of work on it that's more than 12 inches. It's like probably 48. <laughs> so that's what I got going on. So I'm trying to sift through and see if I can get at least three or four of my tasks complete today. That's that's kind of how I, my my that's how mine is as well. I finally got it a little control because I um I'm able to control the calendar, mm -hmm. but it don't don't let don't come out of the calendar. Uh, if you come out of the calendar, then I can't. I can't promise nothing. That's right. If it that's comes right. Out of the calendar. So, yeah, I, I, you know, it's so interesting, and we're going to talk about um, national. Uh, August is National Black Business Month, but we are also going to talk about you know post pandemic. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And what we need to do. And one of the things is we're we're going to talk about is the fact that. Um, being able to manage for some of us COVID has been extremely um good to us mm -hmm. uh, we probably more work than we know what to do with uh but at the same time having trying to figure out how to juggle the schedule and and get it all to fit and and be a, and be productive not just get it to fit but get it to be to be productive in all the areas that we're playing around in. So right, right. So that's the challenge is um, how do you balance that plate? But for some of us, we haven't even got to having to balance the plate because we don't have the plate full. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, man. That is so true. So and we want everybody to balance that plate. <laughs> and we here at the Business Zone, just so you all know, we've been working diligently in helping you guys to um to get your business up and ready get it in compliance with uh either government or lending uh, requirements and if you're trying to get procurement or contract opportunities we're here to help you with that too that's why we're the number one advice coaching consulting and business readiness platform in southern california uh crystal and i we go way 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 back <laughs> to the beginning of time and that's why we're sharing our expertise with all of you small businesses true Chris that true that crystal you want to tell them how to subscribe to this program for free yeah. so go on over to the, our youtube channel the business zone with crystal and gilbert and hit that subscribe button and get notification every week that we're on air and yeah. uh, we are sharing with you all of our knowledge and expertise and some resources and some colleagues and all kinds of great things. So the place you want to be every Friday afternoon at three o'clock is the business zone. And if you guys will look at my look at my background there, you'll see. That all right. I love it. The business zone. <laughs> And it is our new logo. So, gay guys, tell us how what you feel about it. And trust uh, me, this was an endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! It's it was, so it's so hard to find good help, Crystal. So hard to find good help. <laughs> it was truly an endeavor. I will tell you, but we I think we finally got something that Gilbert and I both can be pleased with. Yes. And uh, so it 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 um for right now anyway it edifies who we are and yes. moving forward to our next where we're going for the future. So yes, um, yes. I love it, Crystal. So I what love you think? it. 
Oh, like I it? love it. I'm in love with it. Man. Okay. This is great. <laughs> I can't wait to get my copy. <laughs> okay, so we're going to send you over your background. And, and uh, I kind of played around with it a little bit high up, a little bit low down. So I'll play around with it. Yeah. Uh, to do some more things to it, but um, yeah, and then I'm gonna do it for that back one over yeah. there. So, yeah, uh, that, maybe put that right there in the headphone. The, the small biz pro thingy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, so excited about that. That was a highlight for Gilbert. Uh, this week was finally, where, where we were giving, we were, we were giving, we were providing simple tasks to this consultant, and they just couldn't get it at all. <laughs> And here's what we learned that um, even though you think you're being very, very, very explicit in what you want and trying to get it out of your head into somebody else's head, even with diagrams, even with uh, point point to the diagram, <laughs> and we still weren't getting what we wanted. So sometimes it's kind of interesting when you want to relay your dreams yes. and your vision through yes. to someone else and how to get them to get it so it took a lot it took a lot <laughs> yes and and it is so amazing that's why in this business man patience means a lot patience and you know uh, nurturing having those capabilities <laughs> all of those uh, things it was all I can say is so Crystal this is black business month huh yes it is which means I mean we been we did pretty well we didn't talk about it at the beginning of the month but we had some great guests on this week uh this month and so they all pretty much was uh edifying what it is to be a black business person we had yeah. Michael Anderson and we had uh, um um david g brown and they are all been in business for a long time and yeah doing very well and successful so we just we're going to talk about that but before we talk about that gilbert there's a couple of things that i wanted to talk about and one of them is this and uh not that we are political but what we are is making sure that this state runs effectively for uh us but for us business owners yes. so it's really really important that you guys understand uh where we are and that uh, i'm trying to make sure that i can see it hold on let's see let me all righty so here we go here we go so i'm gonna put us on the bottom this is very important guys come off tuesday september 14th there is a vote that that we all need to um uh, we need to get our voting ballots, which you should have all gotten them in the mail. And it's on the recall of uh, Governor Newsom. Now, you, we can't tell you how to vote, but I can tell you this. If a Republican gets into that seat <laughs> in the state of California, <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> so just know that Today, our vote is super important. Also, yesterday was um, was Women's Equality Day. This was the day, uh, which was August 26th, that women acquired the right to vote. And so, and then, of course, Black people had to fight to get their vote. So we want to make sure that we are exercising our right. But make sure that you're voting for the interest that's going to take care of yourself your community and our businesses so for us at the business zone we're real concerned about always about our businesses and it's already difficult to do business in the state of california we don't want it to become uh like climbing mount everest so yeah, yeah. <laughs> just vote for vote for your interest not against yes. your interest that's all yes. i will say is right. make sure you vote for your interest and make sure you do your research so you will understand how um how the state of california works and how uh for a state that is one of the richest in the in the union and uh that sometimes it is stress frustrating for a lot of us but it could get worse so just want to say that to yeah. everyone <laughs> I endorse everything you just said, Crystal. I endorse it. It's unfortunate that we can't really tell all of you out there how to vote, but 
you know, think about it, you know, use your com your own common sense, look at what's been going on, look at, you know, who is on your side, who's been advocating for your business. And, you know, that's, that's the way you guys should vote. I mean, you know, look at how, how will your family benefit from this and right. uh, make the decisions guys. And just remember that just because some people don't like what you do and what you say, shouldn't give them the right to overturn a decision that was already made for you in your favor. Right. And so um, he, he, he made the, the current governor may not be the best, but it is the one that we know of right now. So even for that very short period of time, he only has one more year. So we can ride out that year. And if it's because of the, what you feel he should have, should not have done for the vac, vac uh, for the pandemic, just know that California is one of the states that jumped on protecting us er the early early on, um, and we're in a far better place than some other states uh, when it came to making sure that we got vaccinated and that we're protecting. And that there were safety precautions that were put in place to keep us from. Um, um, being exposed to COVID. So that's all I have to say. And, um, but we don't want somebody in there and everybody that I saw on the ballot, not a soul of them have any political experience whatsoever. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it would be like Gilbert, your doctor come in and say, you know, Gilbert, you need to have surgery, but I don't have any experience, but I can't get another doctor for you right now. So I'm going to go, I'm just going to give it a, I must do a stab at it. <laughs> so there, uh, there is nothing in this world that you and I or anyone, uh, if it's of any importance, um, that you don't have to have some experience in. Gilbert right. and I couldn't sit here and talk to you if we didn't have experience in the, in our area of expertise. Exactly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. Um, I don't do taxes because yeah. I today taxes is a whole nother kind of animal, and so yeah. I refer that out to people who are experts at that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we want experts uh, doing, or as this one girl said, I was listening to a podcast. We want, um, uh, what does she call it? People that are uh, not experts of, uh, you know how you say it, you, you're, um, oh, I can't even think of the word. It just slipped right on by me. But basically, I want the person that's operating in any capacity that has anything to do with my money. Yeah. I want them to be an expert at it. Right, exactly. <laughs> they got to be competent, know what they're doing. Know what they're doing, know what they're saying. <laughs> right. So now that's the soapbox, and I think it was necessary. We just got to keep reiterating that. So remember, guys, Tuesday, September 14th is uh, we need you to vote. So I know this is a special vote, and sometimes we tend to sit on those kind of things, but we don't want to sit. We want to make sure that we are um, – that we're doing what we need to do to make it work for us. Exactly. Just just, just saying that. <laughs> yep, 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 I so, agree. Yep, so that's all we have to say on that topic, and we welcome you to the business zone. And uh, so now, Gilbert, now we can talk about supporting black business. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Right. So, so one, uh, one of the things that we know as a fact, Crystal, the first three months of the pandemic in 2020, 440,000 black businesses went out of business because there is no support. There's nothing to help them to, to weather the storm of the pandemic of customers not coming in or people not able to go to work. So we know that happens. So in the interest of Black History Month, I mean, Black Business Month, we want to see how we can help to put some systems in place or provide some guidance to many of the Black businesses out there who may have been impacted by the pandemic or they're still on shaky grounds and they need some guidance, some coaching to get them over the hump. So that's what we're thinking of today, Crystal. That's exactly what we're thinking of. And even with the um, with COVID, it was kind of interesting. I got a, everyone, if you guys don't know her, you need to look her up and you can actually go on to the community briefing. Uh, Ms. Colette Moore 
uh, from PCR Pacific Coast Regional Center. She had was on the. Uh, she does an update for me every week, and one of the things she sent over to me a couple weeks ago was that um, during the pandemic, we knew that um, that there were some dis there were some disparities between how we uh, black businesses were, ex, uh, were were provided with the with exposure for the PPP loan, and we know how other communities got their money. Mm -hmm. And so, there's been a report that's been generated, and it is quite interesting yeah. that uh, we didn't get as much as we should have, and some of us got nothing at all. And uh, so, so they, so they, like I said, they finally have done a report, and so that in itself is all very interesting. That it, you know, there was a disparity if there had to be a report done. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I also heard from uh, some clients of mine that on the PPP loan, the ones that did get the money. They, um, some banks actually, I guess they were in a hurry to calculate the mm -hmm. uh, PPP mm -hmm. and they gave some businesses more than they should have gotten. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and so, you know what that means now that they're applying for their forgiveness, right? So they're trying to readjust. They're trying to do some readjustment. And it's going to go against that black business who got the PPP loan <laughs> that, that, that they think that they think they didn't deserve. <laughs> exactly. So now that means that. Um, uh, so now what that means is that uh, some of them are going to have to pay back their loans. Mm -hmm. Or at least mm -hmm. a percentage of their loans, whatever is the amount that's over what they feel now that they've come back to readjust and reallocate. Uh, so that means now you have a debt. Yeah. You're, you're going into the future with a debt. Mm -hmm. So just all very interesting stuff. If you ask me, it always just blows me away. As, if, as if to say we weren't already saddled with debt and burdens <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. Exactly. So anyway, so let me tell you guys, um, National Black Business Month is uh, a month in which black businesses and entrepreneurs are recognized and celebrated for their successes and milestones in historical progress. So uh, according to the annual business survey data, blacks or African-American owns approximately 124,551 businesses with about 28.5% or 35,000 or rounded up 36,000 of these businesses in healthcare, social serve, social assistance sector, and the highest percent of any majority as of 2018. Mm -mm -mm. So, and then of course we, we know that there was Black Wall Street and we've been talking about that a lot since the, uh, uh, the beginning of um, the beginning of this year. And so we just want you guys to know that that, as Gilbert just said, uh, as a result of the pandemic, there was a result a result of about forty percent drop in Black-owned business ownership, mm -mm -mm. and for many reasons, right, Gilbert? <clears throat> because they were already hanging on by a string. Yeah. And now a pandemic comes along that literally forces you to close your doors. Yeah. And um, we've experienced so many setbacks uh, prior to the pandemic. Now we're still trying to come out of the pandemic. And, you know, we don't know what's on the horizon, but we do know that, as they say, when it rains in um, in the black community, it's a, it's a tsunami. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and where it rains and anywhere else, it's just a light sprinkle. So right. we want to be one of the things that we can do as a community is to um, be able to support our businesses, make sure we're keeping them in business 
and helping uh, the keep their doors open. So that's very important, not just this month, but every month. You know, Crystal, it's it's amazing that you said that. I have some interesting facts here that I wanna I wanna Please show do. you real quickly. Okay. That you know that the the black businesses, and I'm gonna put this in the in the chat also, so folks can see it. Oh, I guess I exceeded my my number of words here, but okay. uh, uh, but um, there's a there's a quick survey. Uh, it says a Main Street Alliance Color of Change poll released in October found that only 40% of black business owners expected to remain open over the ensuing six months. That means six months after the last October, right? Mm. Com compared to 46% of Asian businesses, compared to 48% of Latin Latinx business owners and compared to 55% of white business owners. So we're always at the bottom of the barrel, you know, mm. and we just want to make sure that people know that not only our own black businesses, but we also want lenders and contract providers understand that, you know, the burden on us is so unbearable that we're always falling at the bottom of the barrel and it's evident to them. So I just yeah. want to share that real quickly, Crystal. Yeah, that's good information, Gilbert. So again, you know, why it's so important that we support each other, that we provide all you guys all of the technical assistance that you need in order to move your business to the next level. But the most important thing is to make sure we, we help you, uh, your business become um, financially sound. Uh, we can survive anything if you're financially sound. It's the same yeah. thing with your household. When yeah. you have enough revenue and income coming into your household, uh, you are you're much more stable. When that that income dissipates or or there's a breakdown in the in that structure or that income uh, inflow, uh, then you got a problem. So it's the same thing with your business. Yeah. Uh, but here, the difference is you're the business owner, so it's on you. It's beholden to you to go out and generate as much revenue as possible to right. make sure that your business can be solvent. So, so important. That's a big reason why small black businesses need to understand their mar market, understand the rules and guidelines, understand the competition, and understand the dynamics of the business, the politics of it, because that is very critical to your sustainability and your survival. Right, exactly. And now there is some data, uh, and this is this is right up Mr. Gilbert's eye, uh, um, alley, because he he this is his favorite uh, business owner. Uh, that twenty one tw in twenty nineteen, black women own businesses, and they made up about twenty six. Well, twenty-one percent of all women-owned business. That means that we we had uh, have over two point six million businesses. Um, so we as women, we want to make sure we're holding up the sisterhood, but mm -hmm. we also want to make sure that we're holding up the brotherhood. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. So just that's this right. for you guys to know that. So it's very important that we do that. So one of the things that's been a, a concern to me, Gilbert, is what is going to happen once we do finally get out of the pandemic? What does the future really hold for us, right? right. What, especially since we're already on the bottom. Yes, so, yes, yes. So you can't go no lower than the bottom. So really exactly. the only way now you can turn it around and go up to the top. So right. what do we need to do in order to move ourselves forward? So I did a little research uh -huh. and I found a report that IBM actually did. IBM still does exist. And <laughs> 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 they still exist out there in the world. And so I just want to share some of the things that I discovered and I want uh and for us to have a conversation. It's pretty generalized. I think we can we can kind of make it happen. So what happens the future? So that's yeah. what we're looking at now. The future, COVID and the future of business. Where do we all need to be in order to be ready to move forward? Because what we do know. Um, at least some of us do know, 
is that there is no going back to 2019 and doing business the way we used to. That's right. Business now is going to be done. um, uh, There's a future. In a a different kind of way. In a different kind of game. So change remains the name of the game. That's right. So what we need to do is, I know we all fight change, Mm -hmm. but we got to embrace it with everything we have in order to be successful for our future. So very important. So uh, this research, IBM did this research, and it suggests that there are five, after doing a survey of some top executives uh, in the business world, they found five key uh, epiphanies from leading executives for the post-pandemic business landscape. Mm-hmm. Offering new perspectives on digital transformation and the future of work, transparency, and sustainability. And right. so, hey, Stephen, uh, together they provide a playbook for proactive leaders who understand that old ways of working are gone. So mm-hmm. I know this is a big issue in our community because yes. I like to hang on mm-hmm. to what I used to do. <laughs> right, right, right. There is no hanging on to what you used to do. Now it's about responding to the crises and making a change. Mm -hmm. So one of the things they talk about is digital transformation was never just about technology, even before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I know you know, Gilbert. Oh, yeah. How oh, yeah. resistant people mm-hmm. are to change mm-hmm. and to moving forward into a digital world, which is right. where we are. That's right. some of the reason for your pro- for your program, Small Biz Pro. That's some mm-hmm. of the resistance. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't want that they don't want to use it. I mean, right. it's not that um, it's difficult to use. It's because right. they truly don't want to reform to keeping putting taking things out of a file cabinet yeah. and putting it into a digital file cabinet. Right, but they're going to be forced <laughs> to do so because you know there are two types of change. You know, you've got organized change and you got forced change. Forced change is like the pandemic that hit us. We weren't ready for it, but we had to change to accommodate ourselves. Right, so it's yeah. the same thing that's going on right now. Exactly. So you guys have to learn how to embrace. The other epiphany is the human element is the key to success. The third is uh, traumatic stress has hijacked corporate strategy. Mm-hmm. And number four is some will win, some will lose, but mm-hmm. few will do it alone. Right. And finally, health is the key to sustainability. So I kind of broke down what this each means. So yeah. number one epiphany is adaptability is now a mandatory is mandatory and business compliancy and mm-hmm. accelerated pace of change has become the norm. I love so, this. I love this. This is <laughs> because this? This, is, this is so true. This is so true. It's ma- it's mandatory, you know, that they have to uh, adjust, you know, in, in order to be competent and to be compliant. So, yes. I so love you this. got. So within that, we are talking about being able to be creative, collaboration, productive productivity and accountability, uh, complex communication with not just your partners, but with your consumers, with your customers. And most importantly, critical thinking. You just Mm -hmm. cannot go into this new world without thinking critically and thinking how you can do things differently and also doing your research. That's really, really important to make Mm -hmm. sure uh, that you are on top of whatever the new trends are going to be and that you're not pulling up the rear, that you are paced out in front of it. You know what I want to add to that, Crystal? We're in the age of AI, which is artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And what creates artificial intelligence? It's human intelligence. You know, we're the ones who create that because we put some codes together and, Mm -hmm. and, and make those codes do some things in an automatic kind of way. Therefore, we call it automatic um, artificial intelligence. So mm-hmm. people need to start thinking that way now. They start to they need to start thinking. Okay, if artificial intelligence is doing some things, doing things automatically, and it's moving forward, then as human intelligence, you want to stay on par with that. You don't want to fall behind. 
And that's what many of us are doing. Right. We're falling behind and we and it's hard to keep up. And that's one of the things that the pandemic did. Uh, the next part of that is what just what you just said, Gilbert Trans. It's still people are having to make adjustments. You got to shift to cloud-based business activities. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to accelerate your process for automation, as you said, automatic uh, uh, AI. Mm -hmm. Adjust your approach to change management. We cannot stay where we were, and make permanent changes to your organization's strategy. Mm -hmm. Those are the movement into. So we got to look at defining a different norm. So organizations that make big changes in response to the pandemic, uh, because there's no going back. The question we want to ask our audience today is, what are you doing to transform your business in compliance and in collaboration with the new direction, with AI, with all of those things that are out there, you know, having to pivot your business. Because if you don't pivot, if you don't move along, you are going to be left behind. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the businesses that can outrun or outperform their competitors are the ones who are going to survive. So that's what you got to know, small businesses. And so these are the conversations that big corporations are having. Yes. So big corporations that have a reserve of revenue and income that can tide them over are sitting down having these kind of conversations. Then, you know, as a small business, you truly need to be having these kind of conversations uh, with yourself and, and, and acquiring business coaches. Uh, so yeah. that you can bounce that off so people will understand you will understand what you need to do. So right. that was the epiphany uh, one was that digital transformation is more than just technology. So mm -hmm. you can't keep saying uh, I'm not I'm not tech savvy. You can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah, you got to no go get tech savvy. <laughs> that, that's that's no more of an excuse. You're going to have to step it up, step it up and get in line. <laughs> Then the next epiphany was human element is the key to success. So more than three or four, three to four executive expect change in customer behavior to continue well after COVID. So things change, right? 84% of the executives that they surveyed that customer experience uh, management will be a high priority priority over the next two years compared to only 35% uh, in the past two years. So look at what's going on with the airlines. Hey, Veronica, look at what's going on with the airlines. Look at where we are because we've become very, we're at home now, right? Mm -hmm. So now when we go out to spend money, we're not just spending money that we that that that's on shorter reserves right but also we're taking our lives into our own hands exactly <laughs> go out that, there and, that and is true open elements that so is when true I get out there i want to have good customer service mm -hmm. that's really what i want so small businesses look at i know your hat and your plate is full my plate is full Gilbert's plate is full, but mm -hmm. I never, I never scrap customer experience mm -hmm. for the fact that I'm busy. Right, right. I and try the, to make right. And and the thing about that is, these executives are right because what they're doing is they're monitoring, they're studying customer behavior, they're looking at what customers are doing, and in the pandemic because they couldn't have their storefront and have people come to their stores anymore, people start purchasing stuff online. Then they come up with ways to deliver to folks at home. So that's customer behavior that's being studied and being uh, adjusting your organization to satisfy. So we gotta do the same thing too, small businesses. Exactly. And if they're out there doing the research and there's studies out there, just go out and do your research and 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 take some advice from them yes. and take uh, some direction from them because they're making the moves. So you too need to make the move. So this falls right into what you were talking about, Gilbert. 60% of the executives also say they will employ 
AI-based customer engagement tools to achieve their goals. And in some organizations, chat boxes are handling upwards of 80% of the customer assistance uh, traffic during the pandemic. So a lot of times that they, they, they weren't in the offices. Mm -hmm. So now they've learned that maybe I don't have, in order to be successful at business, maybe I don't need to be in an office. Yeah, yeah. Maybe... Uh and the, quest, the question that many of us black businesses need to ask ourselves is, when was the last time we spoke to a customer? When was the last time we pick up the phone and ask the customer, how are you doing? What are some of your pain points right now? Are your current needs been met by what we're providing you or any of our competitors? You need to know those things because that's what's going to help you to pivot. That's what's going to help you to, to adapt that new customer behavior pattern and, and, and address that, that behavior. I, exactly. And for our small businesses, and we've always had a problem with uh, being able to have enough money to hire an employee. But now AI is really right up your alley, right? Oh, yeah. That's your competitor. That's your <laughs> and, competitor. <laughs> and, and it makes it easier for you if you adopted it, adapted it into your business. It makes it easier for you to run your business because you don't have to have another body. You can yeah. translate. So AI is responsive, is, is, yeah. is decisive is adaptive and it's independent. So this uh, AI provides an engagement or interactions from humans and other machines. And so it doesn't need you to have to answer mundane questions. That was the reason I adapted a virtual a receptionist was so that I didn't have to stop doing, uh, I'm, you know, we're on, we're on Zoom calls all day long. There's no way to really interact always with your customers, right? But I don't want to ignore them. What I want them to do is to call my my virtual receptionist, and I have uh, it set up so you can get the basics. If you need to schedule an appointment with me, you can make an appointment. If you need to talk to me, it will send me a text message. If you need some uh, the the business zone, if you need the latest show. It will take you to our, uh, our our channel, and then you can get the latest show. So this is just something basic that we can use for AI. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Just need to do your research, find out that there's some tools out there that will make your life easy. And one of those tools is Gilbert's product, is, is Small Biz Pro. It That's will right. make your life easier. Very, very easy. <laughs> have things at your fingertips that you can access in seconds. You have a back office and a structure set up automatically for you. You don't even have to think about what documents you need to run your business or if you're in compliance, that the system will tell you. It lets you know whether you're in compliance or not, what documents you need. And that's part of the AI right there. What you gotta understand small businesses AI can be your competitor and your opponent, or it can be your friend. So I would rather use it as my friend. I want to collaborate with AI and make it work, just like we did with Small Biz Pro. Now, now you can access all your key documents. Now you can also look at whether you're a corporation or, or an LLC. You can check your article of organization or your article of incorporation. You can check your statement of information. It's just beautiful. It's there for you. It's there for you. Hey, Mr. Sneed, Mr. Gregory Sneed. Hey, Mr. Sneed. Checking, Sneed. <laughs> Checking uh, in. Yeah, so so that's just something that, and there are many products out there uh, that are like Small Biz Pro that is going to make your life easier. So now epiphany number three was uh, the pandemic created a traumatic stress that has literally hijacked corporate strategy. Mm -hmm. Whatever you were doing in 2019 mm -hmm. is not working in 2020 and onward and forward 2021 and probably 2022. So if whoever keeps saying, I can't wait till we go back to normal. Well, I don't know what you're basing that normal on, but it's not going to be the normal that you had in 2019. There's no, there's no going back. There's no going back. This is like in the Bible, they talk about Sodom and Gomorrah. When, yes. when, when God told those folks, "Hey, man, you gotta leave this town. This town is is forsaken. It's it, it, it's it's one of those uh, towns that's despised. You guys need to move forward. Move to another town." 
And by the way, don't ever look back. Just keep going forward. And some keep people, they, they, some people decide to look back. And what happened? They they turned into a pillar of salt. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Salt. Yeah. That was exactly what happened. They, when he told you, Peter, not to turn bound to yep. everybody to move yep. forward. What happened? Peter's wife turned around and she turned yep. into a pillar of salt. Yes. We are not going back. Right. There is no back. There no, is back. no back. No so, back. So uh, organizations are defining uh, their vision and having to redefine their vision and their business models because yes. the business models has become outdated. So since 2020, executive priorities have been a bit fluid. They are reshuffled again over the last few months. Now they seem to be focused on internal operational capacities, which could be may take away from customer service at a time when it could be critical. So now they got to go back and revisit what their corporate strategy is. Just look at the lines and oh, what since month since um last year or when people start flying, they have had over four thousand uh encounters with unruly uh uh guests i mean a flyer um passengers, passengers. yeah it used to be you get on a flight and you would be so excited to fly you'd be to fly the way go everywhere you're going you'd be completely compliant right yeah now these people are fighting and screaming and attacking people on planes i think yesterday one of the airlines i think it may have been spirit or one of the airlines there was disruption on the plane, and they fined a client, a, a passenger, forty five thousand dollars. That's what should happen. That's what so, should happen. So now the airlines are trying to figure out how can what do we need to do to change what we're doing in order to be able to provide a better customer experience. So they're overworked. Uh, they're in jeopardy of of being ill. Uh, the, the flight attendants are absolutely exhausted and a lot of companies are finding them safe. So now it's time to go back, look at your business model, whatever it was before is definitely changed. Uh, this is a, a area that Gilbert talks about all the time is your SWOT analysis, identifying what your new strengths are, what your new weaknesses are, what your new opportunities may be and what your new potential threats will be. Yeah. Um, so these are all very important um, uh, to you. And then uh, next. I just goes. I just want to add something real quickly to that, Crystal. So what? One second. Ahead. While you do that, Gilbert, I got to go get my, my cord to keep okay. my computer fair. So you go ahead and tell them. Okay. I'll take myself off screen for a okay. minute. Okay. <laughs> all right. So one of the things that, you know, this, this outline that Crystal has here with these five bullets, your business model, your SWOT analysis, your cash flow management, new product development, new market entry. These things are very critical and it should be a built-in process in every organizational uh, every organization strategic planning. Many organizations they establish and implement strategic planning um, um, uh, methodologies every three to five years, and that's usually what companies do in order to grow, in order to reinvestigate the market, look at what the market is doing. Is there any hiccups in the market? How can you adjust? And then you modify your business model just like that. That's exactly what this was supposed to do. And a lot of companies over the years, they have missed that mark in terms of their strategic planning. Many companies were not doing it anymore. So again, like I say, in organizations, there are two types of change that you will experience. You will experience forced change or organized change. Forced change will be one similar to the pandemic. If you're not paying attention, you're not doing changes within your organization as it should be, and you're not paying attention to your customers, you're not listening to them, then something will be forced upon you. Just like this pandemic, we didn't plan for it. We didn't even know it was coming, but it came. And when it came, what happened? It caught a lot of us flat-footed and we didn't know what to do. We're scrambling around like a chicken with our heads cut off. So what I'm saying to you small businesses is 
to build, have built-in plans within your business model and your system. Start looking at your customers, asking them questions. You know, how can we address some of your need? What pain are you experiencing in the, in, in the marketplace right now? How can we solve that? If we did this, would that help you? Would it help to transform you you and and and, and your organization? Or you know if it's if it's B2C meaning business to consumer, ask the consumer what can we do to give you a better experience? That's what we needed to do. That didn't happen. So now we're forced in a traumatic type of way, a traumatic and stressful type of way to adjust. So with your business model, you want to have built-in um, follow-up with your customers, you know, do surveys, do case studies, and, and, and do um, uh, all the things that you need to do. The SWOT analysis is going to help you with that, which is strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats. Look at your existing strengths with what's going on in the marketplace. Can you adjust? Look at your existing weaknesses, your existing threats, and opportunities. Then your cash flow management will be tied into that because in order for you to generate more money, you have to adjust to what the market is offering you. In sports, basketball, for example, most of the players usually say, hey, I took what the defense gave me. So whatever the defense gives you, you're going to take that and you're going to try to manipulate it so you can get by and score on the other side. So it's the same thing in business. You guys, you got to do that. So black businesses, a new way of looking at at business and continuing is this, what, what Crystal and I are saying to you. So over back to you, Crystal. Okay, so that's that. And, and so as Gilbert said, again, fantastic uh, new product development. Um, Gilbert and I, even for us, and, and we've been doing this stuff for a while, uh, not that what we offer is, 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 is outdated, because I think we're one of those consultants that, um, that we were already moving in an online platform. So that pivot for us, was not very difficult. And I have a feeling some of the opportunities that were provided to us was because we have been in an online platform. We've been doing the business on for five years. And not only do we in, uh, interview uh, uh, guests, we also do workshops and classes right here online. So yes, right. people saw that. So we were already creating a new business, a product design, a development, and now we're working on another one, which we're going to bring to you guys very shortly. So, uh, and then entering a new marketplace, making sure that you are not stagnant and you have multiple uh, revenue streams. And that means creating new products and entering new market um, uh, spaces so that you can generate uh, an additional uh, uh, more revenue to your business so you can help with that cash flow. So this is Epiphany 3. Epiphany 4, all righty, it doesn't want to move. Epiphany 4 is some will win, some will lose, uh, but few will do it alone. So what this is saying is the findings is that executives expect health-related sectors to be the most likely post-crisis winner. So if you have a business that is in the health-related sectors post-COVID, uh, you are positioned in the right place. Telecommunications, media, entertainment are also expected to show positive impacts. Uh, anything that... Um, they, they were like super increased at the stay-at-home orders and habits. So now you have, you can watch anything under the sun under all of the multiple channels that are out there for you, including the Business Zone on YouTube and, mm -hmm. and our all of our podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Go, uh, Google po uh, Podcast, uh, Apple Tune in, you name it. We're there now there for your listening pleasure. But the losers are the people that are in travel and transportation, manufacturing intensify intensive industries, including automotive. So they're going to have to find some new pivots mm -hmm. in order to be ready for what this going to what's going to happen in the future. Because what I predict, um, 
in my little crystal ball is that we have now found out that we can do a lot of what we do at home. Oh, yes. And it's going to be very difficult for some folks who have been working from home over the last year and a half to really go back into the workplace and try to assimilate again. It's just it's going to be difficult because now they're used to this lifestyle. They're used to this format. They used to most of the way we conduct business now is is via Zoom. Right. You want to meet with a client. You set up a Zoom conference. You want to meet with a potential strategic partner you set up a zoom conference so it's going to be difficult and here's the something gilbert so i know even myself i'm resistant and people are like let's go you can we can meet in person why (laughs) no i i think two weeks ago i had to go to a meeting they insisted on being live and in color and by the time i tried to drive over there because i'm not accustomed to traffic i was late i didn't even go even yeah. a half a mile from my house. Oh, I'm yeah. never late for a Zoom call. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I'm always on time. So I'm I'm resistant. And, and on top of that, it's not just not, I'm just not ready. Yeah. So the next epiphany is that health is going to be the key to sustainability. So before the pandemic, a sustainability strategies was basically largely surrounding and centered on environmental issues, um, risk to our planetary uh, health from pollution and climate change and the likes. But now uh, it's going to be on us, the person, the human, the human people, because if one um one cl- one employee gets, or I think it's one to four employees get a, po- a positive uh, COVID testing, then pretty much the office has to go in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, same thing is happening with schools. Uh, they're sending the kids back home when they're tested positive. And mm. then if it's the teacher and more than, I guess, uh, I think it's about more than four or five, then they quarantine and shut down everything. So these are things that we have to be very cognizant of with mm-hmm. our businesses. We need to make sure that everyone is practicing uh, social distancing. Uh, uh, nowadays, there, there are some mandates out there where some employees can make it mandatory that their employees get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, then uh, they've had, they're having to look, they're going to have their, they're starting to play hardball because there's no reason we should be in the place we are in. If we had taken a, we had gradually um, reemerged back into our, whatever our new prescribed norm is. But yeah. uh, July 15th, everybody booked tickets on airlines and they start flying around the country and mm-hmm. and hanging out at birthday parties and concerts and football games without a mask and because yeah. they were leaving it up to the honor system. And I'm sorry, uh, uh, as of COVID, I don't believe there is an honor system any longer in the United States. So um, nope. so we have to maintain that our when when we do get back to uh, uh, working together that we probably will still be wearing masks. There, there are booster shots. People are going to get booster shots starting in September, October, uh, because they now know that, uh, that, uh, for the two Moderna and Pfizer that, um, in order to protect yourself, continue to protect yourself, you will need a booster. It only lasted about eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still working on Johnson and Johnson at this present moment. Um, as well as um, making sure we have hand sanitizer. We, we making sure that our work environments when they do come back is safe. We have mm-hmm. ventilation. Uh, we are making sure even, uh, you know, Gilbert at the park where I play tennis every Saturday, mm-hmm. I am adamant. I send out notifications every week, making sure that we're upholding the protocols to keep yeah. our children safe. And I was real concerned because once the kids went back to school, our little safe bubble was was gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> because uh, one of the kids in our that was in our biz camp uh, last summer, he his whole entire family got COVID. Mm-mm-mm. And so, um, and for those of you guys who want some major details, yesterday on the community briefing, Dr. Vicki Mays came on, and she did an 
excellent job at detailing what you need to do if in the event that you do get you do get a, a tested positive for COVID, what mm-hmm. you need to do, um, when you need to know when to go to the doctor, yeah. um, um, when it when you go from uh, feeling bad to crucial critical places. Yeah, uh, she gave us all a complete rundown of what That's that great. was. That's so, great. Um, so you we need to be very knowledgeable in this area, and if especially if you choose if you're choosing not to get the vaccination. But all I say is, it's a matter of protecting us, the 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 world, not just your household. Now we're in a place where we're talking about protecting the world. Right, right. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I think we really need to start paying attention. Don't ignore these things because that's what we did in 2020 and 2019. We start ignoring some things and taking things for granted. And then bam, out of nowhere, we were blindsided. That's another thing that small businesses need to focus on. Look at your blind sides. What's in your blind side? What's in those mirrors on the side that you can't really see fully? You know, what's in it? and address it. So so if if you see a hard-headedness in your blind side, okay? <laughs> you see stubbornness, you know, try to figure out how is that going to help you? Is it going to hurt you? Yes, it will hurt you. So pay attention to what's in those blind side mirrors. <laughs> Wait, and this is the thing, Gilbert, and it's not like um that as a business owner that we should never, we're supposed to, that's some of the, something, some of the things that we talk about uh, when you're starting your first startup and you're starting your business, right? Is what is your threat? We talk about that. What is it going to be that's going to create a problem for you as a business owner? So Mm -hmm. putting your head in the sand saying, I'm not going to have any problems yeah. You have to recognize that. And then every year you have to sit down and analyze, look back over what were some of the um, minor escapes that you did have uh, because you were able to act quickly. Um, but if we're not doing that, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that's why we got to pay attention to those blind sides. And those two other points that you have on the list there, Crystal, I think it's new product development and and new yes. market entry. Those two, yes. this, this leads right into those two, because if you don't want to be blindsided. You want to look at all potential threats, look at all, uh, you know, that's what risk management is all about. Risk management is looking at potential threats and mitigate them. Mitigate them, that means you prevent them from happening or you get to manage them. So when you enter a new market, there's going to be all kinds of things in, in the market. You're going to be exist. You're going to see existing players who are trying to keep you out. You know, they're going, who is this new person? You know, they don't know what right. they're doing. They're trying to steal our customers. So they'll right. do whatever they can to suppress you. So that's why being blindsided is so crucial for you not to let that happen to you because you know who they are. You know, you've been watching and monitoring them. So you start putting systems in place to help you get, help guide you along so you, you don't get blindsided by any kind of issue that will come up. Right. You know? And now, I, you know, with, with where we are and, and where we're coming from now, uh, that <coughs> it's going to be even more critical uh, that you do that. I don't like it's, like it, that one of those slides says this is no longer an option. No. This is like a mandatory, mandatory. Thing that you have you have to do. It's yeah. mandatory in yeah. order for you um, to be ready for whatever is coming. So this was the a medical. This was a health uh, crisis, but it could be another crisis. Um, in two thousand eight, we had a banking crisis. We had a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's not. Um, what is going to be the next crisis is going to be when is going to be the next crisis and are you going to be ready for that next crisis? That That's what we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. And we just got to be ready, yeah. man. Got to prepare ourselves to be ready because anything, any crisis that occurs, it's going to be connected to us in a lot of different ways. Because you think about it, the pandemic, it was 
you know, it was connected to our jobs. It was connected to our customers. It connected to our family because people are not coming home or they're being affected by <clears throat> whatever someone else bring some someone else has. You know, so somebody mm -hmm. may have the, the 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 flu or the virus. And they get infected by that just just merely by being in the same vicinity, the same environment as that person. So. Right. Uh, only person that was safe in their own household is like you, Gilbert. You live yeah. alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, I, I made sure nobody I, coming in your house. I made sure I put up a fortress, man. No one is coming in. No one is going out. <laughs> I put up that barrier. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else, we yeah. had to watch out for yeah. for what was going on. So, and that pretty much, guys, is, is our class and session today. We just yeah. want you to be ready and be prepared for the future. Really start, this. use this time uh, to uh, branch out, create new relationships, get your business and your business house in, in order mm -hmm. so that when it comes time, for you, for whenever, whatever our new norm is going to look like, you're ready for yes. this. You're not yes. getting ready. Right. You're already ready. So we just wanted to um, just wanted ju to share that. Just remember, August is <clears throat> is National Black Business Month. So you need to recognize that. Embrace it. National Black Business Month. What does that mean for you? What does it mean for your customers? And what does it mean for your family? Because in order for you to take care of your family, you got to be sustainable in your business. So what does that mean? Does it mean what, what Crystal and I just went through, that there was a pandemic and some things happened and you stay stuck in that mode? Or you're going to readjust, realign, and move in a different direction, readjust your business model so you can take on the new uh, ingredients of the marketplace, you know, deal with the new requirements, the need, the new need, the new whys in the marketplace. So yeah, that's what you're exactly. gonna do in order to promote your Black Business Month. Right, and and we're going to continue this on beyond Black Business Month. We're not going to just uh, think that it just was for this month of August. It's for every month of the year, yes. of, the, of, the, of the year, supporting yes. and more so important, so important right now. So just make sure you guys uh, are supporting one. And you can do that by going to, let me see if I can pull it up. My computer's acting a little crazy. I guess it's tired after all of this, this, week, this week of teaching and training it must be saying hey it's friday um, i i want to i want to just shut down are we shutting down soon <laughs> oh yeah well, we want you to go to the um uh, greater los angeles uh business resource guide and so let me see if it will let me share it let's see if it'll pull it up and Put your business in there, guys, because we want to support you. And the only way we can do that is by knowing that you exist. So go on in there. Go over here. So it's the RBD Greater LABBR uh, Business uh, Resource Guide. I'm going to put it in the chat room right here. And there you go. Go over to Get Involved. Click that become a member. It is completely free of charge. Become a member right there, completely free of charge to you. And then we can find you in all of these great categories over here to the side. So we want you, we want to know where you are. We want to support you and we can't support you if you do not exist. So go over to the RBD greater LABBR.com and click uh, the get involved, become a member, and add your business there. And okay. and and just remember also this resource guide is in partnership with the Los Angeles Urban League. So if you're a member of the Urban League, you also want to. I shouldn't say a member. If you are a small <laughs> business registered <laughs> with the Los Angeles Urban League, then you want to register in this directory so your voice will be heard, your presence will be seen as a small business. So make sure yeah. you check it out. And if you have any questions, you reach out to Crystal. Crystal will guide you through the process. But 
Go yes, register your business. And and because we wanted to make sure that we walk the same talk that we actually uh, we speak and walk the same talk. This is a collaboration between lots of. Um, Recycling Black Dollars and the Los Angeles Urban League, but we also want to make sure all our other business community and organizations are utilizing, um, uh, utilizing this 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 very uh, this this resource guide so that we can support our businesses. Because I tell you, if another person tells me I can't support a black business because I don't know where it is. I, I don't know what it's gonna say, Gilbert. I just don't know. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna scream and pull out your hair and say, "Guys, come on! We've been providing you this for the longest time." Right, exactly. So I don't want to hear that. And the one the one thing is also important is that the um uh that organizations are working together. That was one of the things in the, in the slide is what what the future looks like, and that future looks like us collaborating to create a bigger um, a, a bigger impact in our community and we can do that by working together and we can do that more efficiently by working together um, uh, than just doing things by ourselves so that's yeah. all we want to do that's our soapbox uh, yeah. you know how to reach us guys go over yeah. to the um, Go over to our YouTube the biz, channel. The, the Business Zone yeah. with, Chris, with Crystal and Gilbert.com. And you guys will be able to reach us. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Facebook. You'll see this video on there. And you guys can download the video. Download it. Use it for your business. Use it as a guide to help you guys along. But do something, folks. Do something. Be proactive for twenty. the balance of 2020. And onward in 2022. Be a proactive leader in your business. Yes. All right, Gilbert, that was a great show. We yes, are definitely a great one. So, guys, come back next week. We got a next, yeah, next week. We got a big surprise coming in August. We are mapping out all the details. You guys will be receiving marketing material very shortly. And uh, we're rolling out something really pretty big that we're excited and, uh, to bring to you and bring to our community. So we don't want to just talk to you every week. We want to make sure that there's some action items going yeah. on and yeah. making uh, you accountable and us accountable. So that's yeah. where Gilbert and I stand. So okay. with that, we are going to shut it down for today. Yeah. And we wish you guys a, a good weekend. Be safe out there. Keep yourself masked up. And if you haven't got vaccinated, I'm, we're highly recommending that you do that for the benefit of all other bodies that live in this world. And we will see you guys next week. All righty. As a small biz grower, so we roll Using procurement, program, and control As a small biz grower, so we grow Using procurement, program, and control I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur Great show as usual, Crystal. Great show. You've been wonderful. Uh, 